This proverb is describing the person who keeps repeating the same folly. He keeps repeating the same sin. Uh, The secular world has a term for this behavior. They call it addiction. Uh, As a dog returns to his own vomit, so the addict returns to his addiction. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the word addiction, but understand that you're not going to find that word in the Bible. Uh, This is because the Bible uses a different word to describe what the world calls addiction. The Bible calls it idolatry. Idolatry happens whenever a person puts something that isn't God in the place of God. Or to say it differently, idolatry happens whenever a person serves a master that's not God. Remember Jesus' statement in Matthew 6.24 that nobody can serve two masters? Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. The person who keeps repeating his folly has allowed sin to have dominion in his life, which is to say he's serving a master other than God, and this is idolatry. This gives us pause to consider the patterns of sin in our own lives. Um, Are you like the dog that keeps returning to his own vomit? Does some specific sin have mastery over you? Maybe it's drugs, alcohol, or food. If one of these things has become your master, then drugs, alcohol, or food has become an idol to you. Or maybe it's video games, social media, or other forms of screen time. You may not like to admit it, but um, the fact is most people, or many people, who are under the control of an idol don't like to admit it. Uh, They know they shouldn't be, but video games, social media, television dramas, or Hollywood movies have become a master to many, uh, have become an idol in many people's life. Your time, in some significant way, is being controlled by this idol. Or maybe it's pornography. As a dog returns to his own vomit, many people, both men and women, Many people keep going back to the sin of pornography. It's an idol to them. It's become their master. It controls them. A survey of professing Christian men between 18 and 30 years of age revealed that 77% view pornography at least once a month. Uh, 36% view pornography on a daily basis. And 46% either admit or suspect that they're addicted to pornography. Now, these are professing Christian men. This was not a survey taken in a shopping mall of people from all different varieties of religious convictions. No, this was a survey of people that professed Jesus to be their master. And yet 46% of the men between 18 and 30 have this idol in their heart. 46% of men between 18 and 30 are trying to serve two masters. The statistics for Christian men ages 31 to 49 are no less disturbing. 
64% view pornography at least monthly, and 26% either admit or suspect that they're addicted to pornography. So dear friends, if these statistics are an accurate reflection of our own congregation, then close to half of the 18 to 30 year olds here uh, are worshiping at the idol of pornography. About half. Uh, And roughly one quarter of those ages 31 to 49 are worshiping at the idol of pornography. And the statistics are not significantly different between married and unmarried Christian men. So if you're an unmarried man and you're struggling with the idolatry of pornography, don't think that the problem will go away once you uh, obtain a wife. Uh, Your future wife is not your savior. She doesn't have the ability to dethrone idols from within your heart. Uh, She's not the person who's able to release you from the bondage of your sin. Only Jesus can do that. And understand, dear friends, that every form of idolatry is a worship problem. Uh, Your heart is worshiping something other than the triune God of the scriptures. And this perspective needs to inform the way that you wage war against such idolatry. Uh, You won't succeed by gritting your teeth and trying really hard to dethrone this idol from within your heart. That's not how it works. At best, that will work for a brief period of time, and then you'll go back to your sin, just like the dog returns to his own vomit. The battle is between the worship of God and the worship of your idol. Jesus said that God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and truth. God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and truth. And this is an important part of this battle, brothers and sisters. To worship in spirit means that this is the the first and foremost, To worship in spirit means that this thing you're engaged in, this war, is first and foremost a spiritual battle. It's waged in the spirit realm. Uh, In some significant way, because you're under the the, the control of an idol, the mastery of an idol, uh, in some significant way, you have changed the glory of the incorruptible God into something made like corruptible man. And the resolution to this problem begins with growing in your love and admiration for Jesus Christ. Growing in your love and admiration for God, the Father. Growing in your awe and your wonder of his glory and his majesty. Because when your love for Christ increases, your love for the idol will decrease. Once again, you cannot serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. So when you grow in your love and loyalty for Christ, what necessarily has to happen if Jesus' words are true? You will grow, if you grow in your love and loyalty for Christ, you will begin to grow simultaneously in your hatred and disdain for the idol. And that's exactly what you want to happen. That's to worship in spirit. And to worship in truth means that you need to stop exchanging the truth of God for a lie. You need to stop believing the lies that your idols are telling you. Your goal is to bring every thought 
into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And Psalm 119, verse nine, is uh, uh, an an applicable verse for this battle. Um, Interestingly, this this verse, Psalm 119, verse nine, is in the form of of a catechism. It's in question and answer format. The question is, how can a young man cleanse his way? And the answer is by taking heed according to your word. By taking heed according to God's word. And the next two verses describe how a person can take heed according to God's word. Uh, With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's the prescription for worshiping in truth. Worshiping the Lord in truth only happens when you hide his word in your heart. And if you're not reading and memorizing the scriptures, then how are you gonna, going to discern the truth? How are you going to discern the truth from the lie? How are you going to know when your idol is lying to you? How are you going to go uh, uh, and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ? How are you going to worship the Lord in truth? Now, dear friends, where the Holy Spirit has convicted you of your own sin, uh, the sin of idolatry, the sin of trying to serve two masters, or any other sin that the Lord has placed upon your heart, remember, and this is, this is the most important takeaway of all of this, remember that God is rich in mercy and he pardons and forgives all who come to him while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. He is your savior. He is the one who is able to redeem you. He is the one who is able to, to cast out all idols from within your heart, within your mind, within every aspect of your life. And so we come to him seeking his mercy. We, we come to him for his grace. We come to him for the forgiveness of our sins. And we come repentant, confessing our sins. And so let's confess today. Let's confess right now. During the next few moments of silence, I encourage you to pray to the Lord, confessing your sins, um, confessing your idols, seeking his, his grace and his mercy and strength to cast out the idols, uh, asking him to increase your love and admiration of him so that while you serve him with greater vigor, you will grow in your disdain and your hatred for the, the idols.